Hi, this is Anita from the Dusty Roads podcast. This morning when I was talking to a friend of mine, he told me we got talking a bit about China and Hong Kong and you know places I, I lived in Asia. And I told them that a Chinese friend of mine had told me two rules about China, which I've always remembered. The first rule is, he said, the Chinese have never gone across the ocean really to invade people. You know, they did go to Korea, maybe to you know, Japan, some other place, but they really didn't go like to India or Europe or other places there. You know, the, the Japanese, you know, really traveled around the world and invaded, especially during World War II. But, you know, the Chinese pretty much have stayed very much at home. And then the other truth he told me is he said, we don't eat our dogs, but we'll eat other people's dogs, which I always thought was very true and had a couple meanings to it. In other words, you know, we won't, we will, we will stay within our community and we will protect our own community. But if it's other people that we don't know, we, you know, we don't really necessarily care and we will, you know, do whatever needs to be done there. One of the examples of this, which a lot of people ask the question of is, you know, is Hong Kong independent or what about Hong Kong? And there's been a lot of, you know, things in the news about Hong Kong and Hong Kong's, you know, um, you know, is Hong Kong independent or is Hong Kong part of China? Well, the truth is, is that Hong Kong is really not independent. No matter how much we, we want to think that Hong Kong is independent, it, it really is not independent. It is part of China. But as China says, it is one country, two systems. In other words, it is part of China, but it can have a political system which is different than China. But it is still technically part of China. Now, when you visit Hong Kong, you don't have a China visa. To get into China, you must have a China visa. To get into Hong Kong, you must have a Hong Kong visa. To be able to go from Hong Kong to China, you must go through Hong Kong immigration and Chinese immigration. And a Chinese person, just because they're Chinese, doesn't mean that they have the right to live or work in Hong Kong. They must have the right and authority to do so. And the same thing with a Hong Kong person must have the right and authority to be able to live and to work in China. So it is, you know, pretty much two countries, but I mean, it, it two, it's two systems, but one country. But China does still look upon Hong Kong as their country. And if you talk to a lot of the Chinese people, they will say that, you know, Hong Kong is part of China. Yes, Hong Kong is China. They feel like Hong Kong is part of China. If you talk to some Hong Kong people, they may not feel exactly the same way. They will feel maybe more like they are Hong Kongers and they are not necessarily part of China or Chinese. And that's where a lot of the, you know, the conflict kind of comes in. You know, Hong Kong is a bustling metropolis. I've, I've lived there for many years. It's a wonderful city. One of my favorite major cities on the whole earth. And anyone who has, you know, traveled to Hong Kong feels a lot the same way. It is a major city that just works. It's a city where you walk and walk and walk and walk and walk. It's a walking city, but it's also, it's a city which is filled with skyscrapers, lush parks, iconic places like the Victoria Harbor. You know, it has a complex history, but the, the history of China actually starts back 
in the 19th century. And this is where a lot of people maybe don't realize why does China feel like this is so much a part of China? Well, it started during the first opium war. And this is when China was really kind of weak due to a lot of the opium trade and other things going on. And a conflict arose due to the trade imbalances and disagreements between the Qing dynasty, which was the dynasty that was then ruling China, and the British Empire. And then as a result, there was a treaty, it was called the Treaty of Nanjing, which was in 1842, which led to the Qing Dynasty, formerly ceding Hong Kong Island to the British Empire. And then there was a convention of Beijing in 1860, where there was an extension of that, where they got, you know, some of the new territory regions were also leased to Britain. You know, thus began, you know, what, what began as a small outpost began to grow into this area, which we know as Hong Kong. So for over 150 years until July 1997, Hong Kong was part of Britain. I lived in Hong Kong before and after 1997, was actually in Hong Kong in 1997 when the handover took place. I remember going to the handover ceremonies and a lot of people were nervous, like, aren't you going to leave Hong Kong during this time? What could happen? The Chinese might come in. The Chinese might invade. They might um, do something. They might try to kill all the people. There could be blood on the streets. There was all this talk like this that was going on. And I remember staying there and thinking like, no, I don't think anything's going to happen. I remembered my friend who said that, you know, we, you know, that the Chinese aren't going to just go and just invade like that. And they didn't. In fact, you know, I, I remember the day after the handover ceremonies um, being up on this bridge in the uh, in the central part of Hong Kong where there's an army base there and peering over to see whether or not I could see a Chinese soldier anywhere because there were no soldiers to be seen on the streets at all during this time in Hong Kong. I remember the main things that changed was the stamps changed in the post office from being more British stamps to Chinese stamps. The mailboxes changed. They used to be red color, like the nice British red, and suddenly they turned purple. The Queens of England's picture was taken down from all the public buildings and the British flag was no longer flying over Hong Kong, but the Hong Kong flag was now up and flying. You know, those were some of the main changes which we saw, those of us that sort of lived through this. Then other than that, within a week or two after the ceremonies, life pretty much went on as normal. It felt like very much like the normal Hong Kong. Now, you know, recently there have been some, you know, outbreaks, there have been other problems, there's been a lot of Hong Kong people have been protesting. But overall, the truth of the matter is, is that Hong Kong is really not an independent country. It is part of China, even though it is a special administrative region, which they call the SAR of China. And as a special administrative region, Hong Kong is supposed to have special rights and privileges. And that's where a lot of the protesting has come in through the for, with the Hong Kong people because they feel like their rights have been infringed upon where they no longer have the same rights that they once had or they felt that they should have when this handover took place. But it still doesn't change the status or the understanding that Hong Kong is today technically part of China. It is one country but two systems. So... Even though Hong Kong remains this great, unique blend of East and West, and 
It, it really does because of the fact that, that of its history. You know, English is a language, one of the official languages of Hong Kong still today. So, you know, English and Cantonese, which is the local dialect of Chinese. And a lot of, you know, Hong Kong Chinese are speaking Mandarin uh, Chinese, or which is known as Putonghua, you know, because of the fact that they're doing so much work within the mainland China itself. But even if you go into the court system, you uh, go to the government offices, English is still very widely spoken there. And things are you know, being done in English and in Chinese. Uh, the police, especially in the Western areas, will speak English. And so, you know, it, it really very much is an English speaking country. You can live in Hong Kong and not speak Chinese, but to speak English because so much English there is widely spoken. This is Anita from A Bus on a Dusty Road, where we talk about everything to do about travel, life, sailing, expat living, all about living your life as a global citizen. We hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. We love having you be part of our community. We we know without you, this would not be possible. And we like to thank those who help make this podcast possible, especially Rico, who is um, helps to put it all together. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.